millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 11 to 1. Value sure to make you smile this Christmas. Oh, let it slow indeed. Michael Bublé kicking us off this Wednesday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you are keeping warm wherever you are. There is a fine, a lovely nip, I'm going to say. It's a lovely nip in the air. It's finally feeling a bit more festive. And I know we have to bundle up a bit more, but I'm loving it. I love that kind of, I love when it's dry now, mind you. I love when it's dry. The sun is in the sky, but it's quite cold. I love that. That's Festive. I don't mind a little touch of frost as well, dotted about, but that's it. In terms of the snow, oh, look at. I don't mind a flutter, like a flutter of snow would be enough now. I don't like when it's causing havoc on the roads. I don't like when, you know, you're stuck and you can't leave places. I don't like that. I don't like that. A little flutter to just get us in the festive spirit would be great. That would be great. And the rest of it can, you know, that'd be the melt after that. That's what I would be hoping for. Uh, but uh, my thoughts are with the uh, very brave students from DQIT who are uh, out in the, in the weather today. They are braving the cold temperatures. And in fact, the LMFM road crew, runner crew are there as well. They are at DQIT because the third year students, they're social care students. They're in their third year. And they are doing a very special shoebox appeal today for the Simon community. So the students have been gathering all the bits and pieces for the shoebox for the Simon community. Such a worthwhile organisation doing amazing work uh, here locally and uh, nationally. And the students are dropping off the boxes filled with all the goodies. So they're doing that between 12 and 3. If you're in the area and you'd like to pop down and just wish them well. Wish them well. Fair play to them. They are out there. And as the uh, the LMFM Roadrunner is keeping the tunes, the festive tunes going there, I believe, as well. Uh, and fair play to the students involved in that. What a great idea to do something like that at Christmas time. Now, we are going to be sticking with the charity uh, front on the show today because we will be joined once again by Patricia Friel. She is from Mary's Meals. They are a charity feeding school children in the developing world. And Mary, or Patricia, sorry, has been out in northern Kenya uh, earlier this year. So she has seen firsthand what is going on in uh, this particular region that she visited that is on the brink of famine. And uh, she's hoping that we're all going to get behind the big Christmas dinner campaign. So we're going to be chatting to her a little bit later on in the show. But first, back to the music. There's Harry Styles, Adore You on LMFM's 11 to 1. We want to find the friendliest shopkeeper. The shopkeeper in the northeast that just goes above and beyond the call of duty because today is the day we are going to be giving away those fantastic prizes i'm going to give you all of the details of that competition after these 11 to 1 how would you like to win a 125 euro shop local voucher well i'm going to give you the details of our lovely competition in association with the local enterprise office this week after a bit more music here's dermot kennedy and lmfm's 11 
There's Jim Kennedy, Kiss Me. It's from the new album, Sonder. Is it possible that that man just can't write a bad song? I don't think he can write a bad song. He writes excellent songs, absolutely brilliant. Kiss Me. Now, we're getting to our fantastic competition that uh, I just, it just brings the feel good vibes. It really does. We have teamed up with the local enterprise office in Louth. And we want to find the Northeast's happiest, smiliest, most helpful staff member in your local shop. So the local enterprise office in Lay the Mead, they are all about shopping local this Christmas. They have given us two €125 shop local gift cards to give away. One for the friendliest staff member and one for you, the person who nominates them. So we've been gathering some of the nominations this week, uh, but we would love to give this prize away today. Okay, so to be in with a chance to win, you need to WhatsApp or text me now. All the details of the friendliest shopkeeper. Don't just say the person's name and where they work. I want to know why they deserve this lovely prize. Okay, so give me a bit of detail on this. Why do they deserve this prize? 86 658 And you also could have a shop local gift card worth €125. Euro. That is lovely in the run-up to Christmas. And we are all about promoting shop local this year. So look for local, look for loud. Get your nominations in now. Who is the friendliest shopkeeper in the North East? We want to find them and reward them. 86 658 there's Tom Petty learning to fly in LMFM's 11 to 1. They are flying in the nominations on 086-1800-658. Just going to give you a flavour of it. Willie Fagan's in Black Castle Shopping Centre, Navin. Simply the friendliest and most helpful shop. Willie and his staff are just amazing, says Marie in Black Castle in Navin. I want to nominate uh, Kyle McCluskey, Londis Yellow Batter Jada. Very friendly, always smiling, very helpful to the customers. So chatty uh, to customers young and old, says another message. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well your own name and details please as well uh, what else have we got coming in here uh, Hi Sinead Leah Gallagher in Caffrey's Bakery in RD she's so helpful and in the coffee shop goes out of her way to make a lovely lunch and coffee for me uh, that's coming in from Breda Malone in RD I want to nominate Nolene in Market Fresh Navin Shopping Centre she's always smiling and always cheerful uh, even in this tough times with uh, oh no hang on sorry uh, always smiling and helpful packing my bits and pieces in the bag like a breath of fresh air would make anyone's day no matter how bad it was uh, and, and everyone says the same says Margaret Tierney isn't that lovely this is the kind of thing we're looking for we want to find the friendliest shopkeeper in the North East we want to reward them and we want to reward you as well so do keep those nominations coming in and we're going to pick a winner for those lovely prizes a little bit later on in the show Oh eight. 1-800-658 Now we're moving to our first guest this morning and she's um, no stranger to 11 to 1 she's been on a couple of times with us but she's a fantastic lady Patricia Friel is her name she's the chief executive from Mary's Meals Charity they are a feeding school charity uh, charity feeding school children in developing countries and Patricia has been out to some of the organisations um, some of the schools and communities in Kenya and witnessed firsthand what is going on there she's going to join us and chat all about her big Christmas dinner campaign we're going to chat to her after these 11 to 1 
This year, the cost of a typical Christmas dinner could be up to €20 per person, but for just €18.30, you could change a child's life. Mary's Meals, the school feeding charity set up to ensure no child goes hungry whilst at school, they want us to join them at their virtual big family Christmas dinner table, ensuring one child from one of the world's poorest communities does not go hungry for an entire school year. Joining me now to tell us more about the work the charity does is Patricia Friel. She's executive director of Mary's Meals. Patricia, great to have you back on 11 to 1. How are you getting on? Oh, good morning, Sinead. Lovely to be back. Great to have you. Now, you um, are working for Mary's Meals for a good long while now. It's a school feeding charity set up in uh, over 20 countries at this stage. But tell us, how did the charity come about? And tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Absolutely. Well, we, uh, Mary's Meals, started over 20 years ago um, in Malawi when our founder was bringing aid to Malawi and he met a little boy called Edward. He was with his mother. His mother was um, dying and his father had already died. And his mother just said to him, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen to my children? Will you take my children? And our founder, Magnus, didn't know what to say. So he just turned to the little boy, Edward, and he said, you know, what would you like to do someday? What would you like to be when you grow up? And the little boy, Edward, said, I would like to have enough food in my belly and have enough and be able to go to school. So that's all that he wanted was enough food to eat and be able to go to school. So from the words of that little child 20 years ago, Mary's Meals was born. And our founder decided that if he could bring food into schools, that children would be attracted to the schools, that the parents and the guardians would want to send them to school instead of sending them out to beg or to scavenge or to work. And that way then these children would hopefully break out of the cycle of poverty because when they've got nourished bodies and they've got educated minds, you know, they have they are the hope for that generation then after that. Absolutely, they are. And you guys, as I said, you know, set up in uh, 20 different countries at this stage and growing. So on average, how many meals do you provide every day? Oh my goodness, Sinead, you're putting me on the spot there. Meals. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we do feed um, 2.2 million children. Wow. So that would be 2.2 million meals. So the official figure is 2 million. 297,941 children will eat Mary's meals today. As long as they're in school, they're getting a meal. That's huge. That is really, really huge. And, and, you know, since we were last speaking, you travelled out to the north of Kenya where you have one of the school feeding programmes in operation. Tell me about this trip because I would say it was eye-opening to say the least. Oh, eye-opening and heartbreaking. Um, I funded my own way. Mary's Meals is a low-cost charity. So, you know, as a director, I would not be taking any money out of the charity to to fly off to Kenya. So I funded my own trip. And, you know, it's a very cold day today here in Ireland. And, you know, temperatures in Turkana, I was looking yesterday, was 34 degrees. And I remember even stepping off the plane, this tiny little plane, and looking at this, very harsh landscape, a desolate area. And it was a bustling little town, the town that we flew into, uh, called Lodwar. And then we had to travel for hours and hours up to the northern region of Turkana. And you would have drove for miles and miles, and all you would have seen was desert. Mm-hmm. I hardly seen a person along the road. You may see a very tall, slim person walking. And then we would arrive at the school. And, you know, we all know what schools are like in Ireland, but mm. if I can picture, make you picture in your own mind, a school in Turkana is a big tree. And imagine a tree without any leaves on it. 
And round that tree is the, the school of little children. And at that point, we were feeding in, the, in early development centres in preschool. Um, so you can imagine very, very young children. And the one thing that struck me, Sinead, was you might have had a child about, you know, five or six years of age, but they would have had a little baby on their hip because their mother or their guardian knew that if they could send this little child of five years of age and send the baby with them as well, that the baby would get something, that they may get something at school. Because the people of the communities in Turkana know that Mary's Meals keeps their promise. They know that we are going to show up, you know, whenever we say with the food that is going to feed the children. But it is the local community that come out. It's the local community that volunteer day in, day out to cook the meals for the children. Well, I love that aspect of it, Patricia. <laughs> yeah. I really love that aspect. So the, the parents, the local community, they come together, they get together, they cook the food and feed their own children because it's about that independence back to them, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Like Mary's Meals, we are just there to help them, yes. to provide them with the food, but it is the community that feeds their own children. Yeah. We keep that promise to the community that we will provide the food, but they keep their promise to us that they will show up every day to cook the food, to serve it, and to clean up after it. And, it, you know, it gives us... like. When I was in Kenya, like I was speaking to, to mothers who were there cooking and I said, you know, I'm just one part. We are a team together. I said, this couldn't happen without you. Mm. And it's such an important thing. But, you know, the children themselves are very protective over the, the bowl of food that they get. Um, I was I was helping a little young girl, she was about four years of age, to carry her bowl of food over and set it down on the ground. And I think she thought I was going to kick some oh, of it. She, just, yeah. she put her hand on her hip and she just looked at me. Like, she's going to be a mighty little lady when she is <laughs> fed and educated. And that was what gave me such, you know, joy was to see those young girls, those young girls coming to school, getting nourished, in mind and in body and then they could run and play because at the end of the day they're just little children that have been born into a very difficult, difficult part of the world. Absolutely. And to think that this place is, you know, you know, you're talking about very, very dire situations. You're talking about being on the brink of famine, really. Absolutely. They are in the worst drought that they have seen for the last 40 years. Uh, When you're travelling around, you might see some camels um, you see a number of goats, but the, the farmers would tell you that they are travelling with their goats because they're looking for water. Mm. Because if they can't get water, you know, their, their herd is is going to fail. They're going to die. And then, you know, what's next? So, so Mary's Meals does its very best for people in the hardest situations that they we find them in. So you couldn't provide these meals, you couldn't do the work that you're doing out there without support from us here at home. You're hoping that people will choose Mary's Meals as the charity they support this year. Tell me about the big virtual Christmas dinner. Oh, Sinead, it's just such a simple idea because Mary's Meals love to keep things simple. So we're asking people if they will come and join our virtual Christmas dinner. They can go onto our website to marysmeals.ie and they can set a place at our virtual Christmas table. Each of the places costs €18.30. 
that €18.30 is enough to feed a child for an entire school year. That's huge. (laughs) It's huge when you think about it. I mean, €18.30 to us, I mean, a lot of us would have €20 and we'd go through them like the clappers here, you know. But as you're saying, €18.30, it's not even the 20 quid. And that child is going to stay in school and keep fed for an entire year. That's amazing. It, it is wonderful and it's 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 a gift so Sinead if I was buying you the gift I'd go online set the place and I'd put Sinead's name and the 11 to 1 team on it and then I could email you a copy of that place Nat you could print it off stick it up in the office and say look guys you know that little child is being fed because of the present that Trish bought us so I'm asking the, 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 the people that they're listening now at the minute you know we all have so much. We've got houses filled with stuff, fridges filled with food for the majority of us. Mm. And if they need, you know, a present for someone, someone that maybe has and they can't think of it, would they consider buying a gift from Mary's Meals? That eighteen euro thirty, it's a gift for the person you're going to give it to, but it's also a life saving gift for a little child. And that gift is going to last all year long. And you've, you know, as you say as well, you know, you've you've witnessed this breaking of the cycle. You know, these kids that do stay in school, they do go on to to live much better, more more fulfilled lives. Oh, they do. One of like we have a few children that you know we've kept in contact yeah. over the years. One is a beautiful girl called Veronica. Um, we have a video on YouTube called Generation Hope. It's thirty minutes long. Anyone can watch it, and. Veronica always takes my heart away in that film because she stands at the top of the stairs. She's now, she was in college at that time when we made the video. And Veronica says, she says, I've been a nobody for far too long. I'm going to be a somebody. And that young girl, I think it's through, must be three years, if not four years ago now, that she graduated with an honours degree in business. Oh my God. And she became somebody. Amazing. So. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that would, that would really affect you. That is absolutely tremendous. But it must be so rewarding for you to see the likes of that, that, you know, Mary's Meals and all of the fundraising, all of the work, all of the effort here and in these regions is going to, to help and support the next generation like Veronica. Oh, it's 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 phenomenal. And it, that's a phenomenal thing about it is that we are just one big family. Mary's Meals, we call ourselves a global family. And that's our programme countries, who where the children are and the volunteers to feed the children. And then we've got the affiliate countries that where we raise the money. Um, you know what I mean? And we all just work together. Our founder often talks about us as like being a big, big bird. And like if one wing of the bird isn't working, like we couldn't do anything without all of the wonderful volunteers and communities within the programme countries. And, you know, they need us, the other wing of the bird, to raise the money and spread the awareness. So, Sinead, I want to thank you and thank the listeners for just giving me this opportunity to speak about Mary's Meal because we don't pay for advertising. We don't pay for much. (laughs) It's a no-frills charity. (laughs) And that's why we can, you know, feed a child in their place of education for an entire school year for €18.30. Well, Patricia, you are so welcome any time. You're doing fantastic work and I thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Patricia Friel there. It's a wonderful organisation. 18.30, it's for nothing really for a lot of us. A lot of us could, you know, dig deep and support this charity. MaryMeals.ie forward slash set your place. 11 to 1. The invention of plastic today that's popping up in the Northeast update. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1909, inventor Leo Bakelandy patents even the first thermosetting plastic. So it was the birth of the plastics industry all the way back in 1909. And today is Pearl Harbor Day, a yearly day of remembrance for those who lost their lives on the 7th of December in 1941 at Pearl Harbor. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Galway Girl and LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to let you know that Our Ladies College uh, Greenhills Parents Council they present a Christmas carol service. It's happening in the Augustinian Church in Drogheda on Tuesday the 20th of December at 8pm. So it's featuring Our Ladies College and Friends. Special guests Stone Lunny and Martin O'Connor as well. Tickets are a tenner for adults or five euro for children. What a treat. What a treat that will be. And just in time for the run up to Christmas as well. Augustinian Church in Drogheda at uh, the 20th of December at 8pm. So adults are a tenner and kids are a fiver. Um, so that's uh, the 20th, as I say, of December. Now, getting back to some of the items that we're going to be discussing and coming up on the show after 12, I'm delighted to have Baz Black in studio with us. He's going to be chatting about his feature length debut film. It's called Dublin Crust. It's been described as train spotting meets the commitments. Very excited about this because I remember him, you know, trying to raise the money and putting the feelers out there about this project. I think that was only in. 2021, early 2021. He has it ready to go. It's going to be released very, very soon. So we're going to be chatting to Baz after 12 and we'll be finding the friendliest shopkeeper. 11 to 1. With on air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. And we are celebrating the friendliest, most helpful, gorgeous shopkeeper in the Northeast. We are. I have teamed up with the local enterprise office in Louth and we have two €125 shop local vouchers to give away today. And what we want to do is we want to find the North East's happiest, smiliest, most helpful staff member in your local shop. So the local enterprise office in Louth and Mead, they're all about shopping local this Christmas. They've given us two €125 shop local gift cards to give away. One for the staff member and one for you, the person who nominates them. So we're looking for your nominations now on 086-1800-658 they are flooding in thank you so much this is coming in from John Conlon he says all the staff in McGrain's shop in Sandpit all of them he wants to nominate okay it would be great if you could single one out John but thank you so much for that uh, morning Sinead I want to nominate Cora Smith she works at McDonald's in Centra Hardman's Gardens Cora always has a smile for everyone and has time and great patience for all the customers you'll always have a great laugh with Cora and definitely they deserve the recognition that's coming in from Pauline Riley in Navin so you're nominating from Navin but you nominating Drada. I love that Pauline thank you so much that's what I'm looking for a little bit more kind of um, about why okay uh, this is coming in for uh, this is coming in for Ange Russell in Elvries the most bubbly welcoming helpful person I've ever come across always smiling funny chatty makes shopping there a dream says Brenda Murray Flynn in Grange Bellew that's the kind of thing we are looking for keep them coming in 086 1800 658 now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity 
The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Sam Smith has been chatting about which song from their back catalogue is the most powerful when singing. Here's what they said. Do you know what? Lay Me Down from my first album will always be very emotional to sing. It's also really, like, hard and, and, and um, it's quite exposed. So definitely that one. That one. Oh, Thanks, Sarah's Sarah. also uh, gone on to say which e- era of Sam Smith has been your favourite? Definitely this one, the villain era. Yeah, the villain era. <laughs> <laughs> the sexy villain era. Yeah. <laughs> Kasabian, Becky Hill, the Coronas and Ryan Mack will play C Sessions in 2023. The festival is back in Bundoran on the 16th of June for the whole weekend. Tickets are on sale Friday at 9.30am. Actors on Actors is back on Variety. It's where actors chat to each other about their careers, giving better insights into their past projects. First up is Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser. Adam praised Brendan on The Mummy. You made giant movies. When I saw The Mummy, the first time I remember calling you up and going, I can't believe what I just saw. A giant theater going bananas, like at a full-on action, fun adventure. I was going, how the f*** is this guy doing that? Because I just knew you as as my buddy. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I have another little bit of buzz news for you because one of my festive favourite films of all time, The Holiday, is getting a sequel. I know, so exciting. 16 years on and it's been reported that the film is set for a sequel with Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Jack Black all on board. So all original cast are going to be coming back. The original movie, which was written and directed by Nancy Myers, told the tale of Surrey-based journalist Iris, played by Kate Winslet, who swaps homes with Amanda, played by Cameron Diaz, a movie producer from Hollywood, following respective heartbreaks. So they are coming back on board. A source told The Sun that they plan to start filming next year and all of the main talent are signed up. I'm excited. I really am. There's Love Inc. You're a superstar in LMFM's 11 to 1. I'm sitting opposite a superstar in studio right now. I'm so excited to chat to Baz Black. He's a director. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's about to unleash his feature length film debut to the world. We're going to have a chat with Baz after these. 11 to 1. It's described as train spotting meets the commitments Dublin Crust, the feature length film debut by Drogheda director, writer and actor Baz Black is set to have its premiere on December 15th and if it's anything like his short films which have picked up so many awards on the film festival circuit at home and abroad this film is sure to be a big hit. Baz has been a familiar face on screen himself as well most recently playing the role of Jed Delaney in Kin and he had a starring role alongside Jamie Winston as well uh, which garnered great reviews. I'm delighted to have him in studio for a chat how you getting on yeah good pleasure to be here as always <laughs> great to have you in the studio now uh, every time I talk to you you're just so busy first of all like I mean <laughs> I remember back in uh, early 2021 you were like oh look yeah I'm going to be doing this feature land film I have it written I'm putting it out there and then all of a sudden whirlwind nine months later here we are in studio and the, the film's ready to go yeah well a whirlwind would be a, a good way to describe it um, yeah it was done very independently and when you're working like that, you just have to set yourself these goals. Um, but even for a feature film to have it filmed, done, edited and set for release in nine months, um, it is a nice achievement to have under our belts. But an awful lot of work has gone into it. Um, so there's many people that 
never want to see my phone number pop up on their phones again. <laughs> but uh, we're almost there. We're almost there and we're proud of what we've achieved. Well, you should be, definitely, because uh, he's given me a gift of some merchandise, which I'm so, so excited about. And it just looks so, so good. But, you know, you've been really slogging away on, on short films for some time. I've managed to see one or two of them. Like, you definitely have a unique approach to filmmaking style. And also, your stories, you like to centre the characters kind of on the fringes, the, the underdog or the outsider. Isn't that your thing? Yeah, Definitely, yeah, because I suppose I am a bit of an outsider myself. But like, I love, you know, like Shane Meadows, like This Is England, those kind of character studies of people. And Dublin Crust definitely is that. Um, And it's centred around um, a punk band that I was in. I was in many punk bands drumming over the years. And there's just one in particular. Um, It's not completely autobiographical, you know, but it's it's along those lines of my time spent with those guys. Um, But yeah, just getting into the mindsets of characters that are on the fringes of society and a little bit rebellious and just showing that outside world and again Dublin Cross it is a drama but it's a dark comedy as well you know so that's why I kind of reference the commitments even though that's a little bit you know I don't want to be referenced such a classic movie like that but it is that it deals with really heavy topics but it's got the comedy aspect in it as well which I think everybody needs a little bit after all the lockdown oh God. stuff yeah. 100% and Irish people we do that so well the whole black comedy thing don't we yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. The, the sarcasm you know it's that kind of yeah, dark dark humour because um, writing on the nose comedy is really really difficult uh, it's something that's not definitely not a strength of mine but um, that, that Irish sarcasm where the, the humour is in the darkness, uh, that's that's my sense of humour. So hopefully people will relate to that side of it. So tell me more about the plot, because I do love your description. OK, I'm going to say the full description. The description <laughs> is chain spotting meets the commitments and has an illegitimate child with the full Monty. I mean, talk about grabbing my attention with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was written as a tagline for... Um, I, I got accepted into the Dublin Screenwriters pitch competition. Amazing. Um, and, you know, you just wanted something that was going to grab their attention. So that was the, f- the first bit. And, and that's what they said. They were like, oh, we were interested from that line, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're just kind of referencing the tone of the movie. And, you know, so people are aware of, you know, what kind of tone it is. And it is about a punk band. Um, but you don't need to like punk music. That's not what it's about. That was really important to me. Um, it's about character study and retribution of character and basically uh, I play Bonehead the drummer um, the band have split up 10 years later and I come out of prison I was the reason why the band split up in the first place and I go about um, reforming the band for one last reunion show but my intentions aren't completely mm, pure so it, it, yeah <laughs> he's a <laughs> bit of it yeah he's dodgy he's dodgy. a little bit dodgy yeah so there's loads of overlapping stories and it's I mean, this film doesn't work and it's because I like these kind of films where if you're not invested in the characters, there's no one there as filler. Everybody has their own arc and their story. There's no one just there for the sake of being there. So by the end of the movie, you're hopefully invested enough in these characters that you actually care. I mean, one of the biggest compliments I got just from the script before we even you know, went to make the movie was um, I had feedback from quite a few people and it, it made them cry, you know, oh, wow. but, but that doesn't work unless you're invested into them. Um, and then I'm very visual as well. So I always worry, like I have it all very much so in my head. And then through the writing, I'm always worried whether that comes across, you know, in the script, because that's where your funding comes from and stuff course, like that. Of course, yeah. But, um, it has to be on the page. Before it has be to be on the, the page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, 
you know, it'll be on the page, but then when we go to film it, people are like, oh, that's what he yes. went. But I would have had that in my head all the time of how exactly how it's going to be. I'm just very visual like that, you know. So do you storyboard a lot or what's your approach then? Do you like to have it all mapped out before you actually go to set so that you're calm on the day? Because <laughs> I always I always think about the first day on a shoot for directors and how like incredibly nerve wracking that must be because everyone's looking to you with the big eyes like, right, what's the crack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if you are stress the eyeballs you can't show that yeah. you know if you show any kind of cracking or weakness then your whole crew is going to feel that too um yeah i mean we were like probably uh, you know since i talked to you about a year in pre-production planning down to the t um with this film it was really really important and um, that it was authentic and thankfully anybody who has seen it on the post-production side has said how naturalistic the performances are oh, there yeah. would be nothing worse with a film like this um, if it sounded like it was scripted, you know, so we, we there is a script there and we stuck to it. But I allowed people to say things how they would say them um, sort of like what Shane Meadows does. You know, mm. he doesn't even have a full script when he goes to make a film. He just explains the scene and lets them improvise. So there was storyboarding and down to, you know, like I said, the visual side of it, I knew kind of how it was going to play out. But it was really important to make it authentic and not sound like they were saying lines. And that's down to the like amazing cast I had. You like, have you know. an amazing cast. Talk to me about these because people are going to be so surprised because Joe Rooney pops up here, right? But not like you have ever seen Joe Rooney before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what drew him to the script, that it's he's he's quite a menacing, dark character. Yeah. He plays the, the bass player of the band. Um, so everybody's terrified of Terrence and he just plays that role so so well and he relishes it because he's known obviously primarily for his comedic yeah, stuff you know? like comedy or he's done like the den and his look type characters or he's done the kind of large in the life or he's done the Aegis kind of characters but this is a very dark one for yeah, him yeah it's really dark and he had a lot of fun with that um, and then his dynamic with his ex-girlfriend in it uh, Tanya who's played by Louise McCann who's amazing their relationship is just uh, really, really powerful on screen. He's fighting for custody of his kid. And so that's what I mean. There's all these side stories. He's not just are, one dimensional. It's not just one dimension. It's, yeah. it's building and, and everybody. It is about reformation. And it's basically like 10 years later, without music, where are their lives? And basically without music, their lives are just falling apart, you know, and okay. then it's all about them trying to come back together for for one big goal. I love the band getting back together movies. I love it. I love like, and I love music kind of driven uh, narratives as well, like in terms of, you know, obviously you mentioned the commitments, but I love things like Airheads with Adam Sandler. Mm. I love Sing Street. I love all these ones where they're like just these hopeless Egypts. They've got all these problems outside of the stage and then they get together and you're like, come on, just just get back, just together. Get back together. And yeah. that's what this kind of vibe is as well. Definitely, yeah. And it's, it's building and building and building throughout, throughout the movie you know to you want them to to get their stuff together and you know get the band back together i love movies like that as well um and it's just from an authentic point of view because i've been in bands all my life and a musician and all that that's an important part of it as well because you know you have a writer director and they've never actually been in a band and stuff yeah. like that it's kind of when you live and breathe it um and the the singer he plays the singer of uh, the punk band that I was in okay. because when you see him or if you ever have the privilege of meeting him there is nobody on this planet that can replicate that man okay. you, know, you couldn't have an actor trying to replicate him and he stepped up to the plate and did amazing and then Andy who was the guitarist in that band he's playing himself as well and he was amazing so even in the scenes it just felt like we were 
the band, the band back together, together, you know. Yeah. And you had that chemistry then, yeah, straight away. So you didn't have to worry about natural. that chemistry yeah, yeah coming yeah. together. So what have you learned, Baz? First feature <laughs> film under the belt. There's guaranteed this has to be some lessons that you've learned. Uh, Never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say um, that. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me for the first three months after we made it, uh, like, I think we, we must have broken some kind of record. We did 32 locations in seven days wow. across three counties. Including around this neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, and we, we filmed here at LMFM. We, we were oh, of course, privileged, you know. Oh my God, I should have led with that. Yeah. I completely forgot. Get the that plug in there. In LMFM. Amazing. So we're going to see ourselves on the big screen. Definitely, yeah. Love it. And um, it was amazing. And you know what? That day, we'd been filming in Dublin all day. It was a massive, um, one of the big action scenes in the film. And it was a really high pressure day. And then we came here in the evening to do it. But we took the evening to a skeleton crew. Because we had a massive crew on, we'd like 28 crew, I think, and we'd um, we 38 cast altogether. So we brought this down to a skeleton crew, and it was probably the most fun oh, I love we it. had because it was it was just us. It was the core crew, yeah. and it was chilled out, and you know, and um, Zeph Lawless, who'll be trying to steal your job now. He's not, <laughs> he's not <laughs> a, a radio host, but he did a good job. But okay. um, <laughs> yeah, so it was brilliant. So the locations, and because we basically had no money like for a feature film I called in every favour yeah. over the last 20 years and um, the community getting behind it and giving us like locations was just incredible between Drada, Dundalk, Dublin um, I mean we got the full courthouse in Dundalk you know to, to film Amazing. a massive scene That's there brilliant. we got coffee shops and um, we print here in the town like my brother owns that so it was just it was brilliant and without that when you're doing independent film if you don't have people supporting you like that you just can't get these things done you know? I love to hear it Baz because I'm always about support the artists and support you know where you can and like that just giving a location is huge people massive. don't realise how massive that actually is uh, so You've been, you know, behind the camera, but you're also going to be in front of the camera. You can tell me some exciting news, can't you? Uh, yeah, about Ken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell me yeah. about Ken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, back for season two. Um, the bogey Jed Delaney is He's back. He's back. Yeah, He's back. Ca- causing more ruckus and trouble. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing to be asked back in the first place uh, and just working with that that crew and the script um, and Peter McKenna. Uh, with this because with Kin like I I loved the first season of Kin um, and a lot of people were saying oh it's quite slow and building I didn't mind it personally but from season two it really kicks off okay. so I think people are going to be um, surprised about watch it. this space and I'm <laughs> delighted that you're back that's fantastic to have this character come back again for you and there's lots happening there's knowing you Baz you are out the door busy now in the next little while which is fantastic to see yeah it's great I mean it's an accumulation, building, building as always, knocking on all the doors. Um, but this year has been good for, for the acting gigs. And uh, I've started a script for my next feature film. Of course he has. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this one will, won't be as manic uh, as the one that we just did. Um, and then, like my wife, Emma Ray, she's written a brilliant short film script. So we're going to try and film that in April next year. Um, so we have the production side of it still going. Uh, and then acting gigs um, is, is looking looking nice for next year. That is brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Now this was going to be uh, premiered next week in in Dublin, but you were hoping. Are you hoping for a local premiere here? Definitely, yeah. The the one on the fifteenth is in the Whale Theatre in Greystones, and it's cast crew and then just the industry people. So um, definitely going to do one in, in Drada, um, maybe in the Drada Art Centre or one of the local cinemas, um, and then we'll probably do one in Dundalk as well, just so people you know who want to see 
see it before it gets released. We're hoping for a worldwide release in March or April. Fantastic. Oh, Baz, I'm just, I'm so, so thrilled for you. I really am. I know how hard you work and I know how much you put into this. Delighted that this has come to fruition for you. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Baz Black, it's called Dublin Crust. We're going to have to watch this space for the Drogheda premiere, but I've no doubt that it is going to head to a cinema near us very, very soon. 11 to 1. Anne-Marie, our song on LMFM's 11 to 1. Google has revealed the (laughs) search results for what Ireland searched for in 2022. So as 2022 comes to a close, the Google year in search results, they give us kind of a little snapshot of what caught our attention over the past year. The top overall search is just, I don't know if it's going to surprise people this. Maybe you played this you played this online word game. Wordle. Wordle is the top number one thing searched for Google uh, this past year. So Wordle, there's also Hurdle and Gwordle and lots of different other ones associated to us. But this kept our brains ticking over. So Wordle topped the overall list. Uh, also things like how to play Wordle, that kind of stuff. Uh, also, of course, the war in Ukraine uh, firmly shaped the results this year with Ukraine and Russia sitting in the top 10 overall searches as well. A lot of people searching for Vladimir Putin. Uh, lots of people searching for what is NATO that kind of thing. What's the population of Ukraine? This kind of stuff. And uh, that's probably going to be no surprise. Also this year, uh, a lot of us went back to the cinema and we were searching up box office releases like The Batman, Top Gun Maverick as well. And nice little mention for Martin McDonough's uh, The Banshees of Inishirin in there. There's also lots of people uh, searching for that on Google. Also, of course... Uh, the World Cup found itself atop the sport-related searches as well. Uh, in the, the the likes of this, I suppose would be Hollywood scandal category or celeb category. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard were the most searched people list, followed closely by the man who hit the headlines for his slap, Will Smith, as well at the 2022 Oscar ceremony. So. Lots of uh, different things in terms of the searches. Also things like COVID-related certs, um, how to get your COVID cert, what's a uh, PCR, how to book a PCR, all sorts of stuff like that as well. And an unusual one, how to tie a tie. Is that still a conundrum for a lot of people? It's a bit of a pain, isn't it, trying to tie a tie? Particularly, you know, when you're trying to tie it on somebody else. I don't know, it's just a bit tricky. But there you go. How to tie a tie, making the top searches for Google. Just goes to show you what's on the brain. What's on top of our list was Wordle, though. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Now, we're going to take a quick break and... We're back with the winner of our competition in association with uh, Leo Loud. I'm going to be giving away that lovely 125 euro voucher. 11 to 1. Yes, we have teamed up with the local enterprise office in Loud. We're on the lookout for the Northeast's happiest, smiliest, most helpful staff member in your local shop. We have two €125 shop local gift cards to give away. One for the staff member and one for the person who nominates them. I have Barbara Riley from RD on the line. How are you getting on, Barbara? Good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me about your nominee, please. Who are you nominating for this? Uh, I am nominating uh, Sandra out of Moscow in RD. Uh, she's the most happiest uh, person. Like when you go in, she'll always have a great chat for you. She will go out of her way. Like in the way I was stuck for bread tins or whatever, and I couldn't get them under 10 as it was lockdown. 
But she went way out of her way, like, you know, the way to get me the bread tins. Like. Oh, she's fantastic. And tell me about the shop, because Moscot, they kind of sell a bit of everything, do they, NRD? Yeah, they do. Uh, like I've said, through the lockdown, like, you get your gloves, your sanitizers, you could get pops, pans, little bric-a-bracs, and, you know, she's a lovely store there, so she has been such a friendly person, like, you know. So it means the, the world, doesn't it, when you have somebody like that at the other side uh, of the counter? Definitely. Like, I really, like, if you went in and you were looking for something, leave it with me, I'll get it for you. Like, you know, so I really appreciate it. And I love going in for, I'd stand there for half an hour chatting for <laughs> I'd say you would, Barbara. I'd say you would. And Sandra trying to get a bit of work done. You chatting there for the morning. Oh, there'd be no hurry on her now. She'd stand talking to you. Oh, that's no brilliant. Hurry. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Well, for that, I am going to give Sandra a €125 Euro local gift card and I'm also going to give you a €125 Euro gift card. Oh, How do you like that? that, that. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Happy Christmas to you and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks a million. Barbara Riley there nominating Sandra in Mascot in RD. She is our friendliest shopkeeper for today. Don't worry. Tomorrow we have another set of vouchers to give away on the show. So do keep those nominations coming in. And I want to say a big, big thank you to the local enterprise office in Louth. Look for local, look for Louth when you're shopping this Christmas. There's uh, Thin Lizzy with the boys are back in town. That is all we have time for in the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.